0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Oh Yes, You Can, uh, the podcast that tells the stories of those who are living life on their terms, who are breaking down barriers and who are doing things uh, that they were told that maybe they couldn't do. Uh, today, I'm here with Fern Roberts, who is an ex-project manager turned property owner. Uh, hello, welcome. Um, just first of all, if you could just tell us a little bit about your, your business, uh, what it's called and, and what you're currently doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, my brand is Alexandra Fern Property and what better brand than to have it as yourself? It took me a while to actually even get to that point. Um, so I started in property investment in 2018, 19, 18, 19, and, um, I'm now in the Airbnb market because I like the fastness pace of it and, uh, Start off and buy to let. So I'm quite open to doing lots of different things in property, but um, I, I just like the industry because it's different.
0: Nice. And you, th- that wasn't always what you did. So pre 2018, just talk to me a bit about your career, what you did before that.
1: So obviously, we met at Thomas Cook. Uh, I don't even know what year that was 2014, maybe? And then I left Thomas Cook in 2015. So I was in e commerce, which I loved, but I'd been at the company for 13 years. So I'd absolutely just had enough. Um, and <laughs> the environment wasn't great. But it was kind of one of those I had. uh, I was very poorly and it was a bit of a life changing moment that if you don't change something now, nothing will. Um, So, yeah, and then I just had an opportunity to land on my lap and I was terrified. And then I went off to be a contract project manager. No idea what I was doing. Obviously, it was like project management in e-commerce anyway. Um, But I went to work in a bank, which was so changing career um, methodologies of project management and also like industry it was uh pretty tough but I just sort of learned to put like I imagine in my head horse blinkers you know do that and just get on and do it um literally changed my life and then I think four years went by in a whirlwind so that was 2015 um and yeah I stopped contracting regularly in 2019 I do the odd one every now and again I've got like a team I tend to do work with um and I enjoyed it but it's very intense and uh I just at that age I want a family. I couldn't continue living away and it was like, right, what else could I do that's gonna light me up? And the property is really just project management, but just a different product. Um so yeah, I somehow fell into a listening to a webinar about Brexit and I had no idea how I got there, but I did and then that, that was it really. And I just kind of knew I wanted something a bit different and sustainable. My parents did property as well years ago. Um, so I probably got it from there. Yeah, I think so. Like unintentionally, I bought my house at 22 and I always knew that that would be a rental property one day. So I th- think it started earlier. I just haven't caught up with the idea yet.
0: And I'm yeah. always interested. You touched upon it a bit, but I'm always interested in the catalyst when people make such a big change in, in their career and you, you talk a bit about being quite poorly. Mm. So Just talk a bit about the moment where you went, that's it. I'm done. I know I want to move into something else.
1: Yeah. So, so I've had Crohn's disease since I was probably 14, but I was diagnosed at 18. But at that point it was a young person, sorry, an old person's disease, which now they know really different. So I've grown up, never been the well child. um, And it was okay. I was defiant in my twenties, but you, you carry on partying, living life and, you know, eating what you shouldn't. Then, so I was really poorly just so my 30th was on the 7th of Jan. I then went to Dublin most wild wheat hen I've ever had in my life still now I can't get over it um so I then just thought I'd partied too hard and I was really poorly for a period of six weeks just so run down uh turns out I actually had sepsis from a procedure done at the hospital so I had a colonoscopy which is part of when you have chronic you have to have checkups um they perforated my bowel but because I was fit and healthy I then had it for six weeks and didn't know collapsed at my friend's house. Luckily she was a nurse that used to work on that ward and um, I think three o'clock in the morning I rang my mum in Cyprus and I was like, mum do you get like trapped wind in this place? I just had a real acute point of pain. But up until then I never had anything. It was just just January cold, run downness. That was all the symptoms I had. No fevers, nothing, just a bit off. And um, yeah, one night in February, went to the pub, didn't have didn't drink from Prosecco, couldn't eat and You think "Mm, it's a bit weird because I love my food. But um, yeah, I rang my mum and then two hours later, I rang her again. She's like, get your friend up. And then she did my bloods and I just got this like white mist of so severe pain. Um, And then I was in that hospital because I couldn't find anything wrong with me. They nearly took me for surgery for, um, they assumed it was appendix, but it was slightly the wrong side. And they looked at me and said, you're too well. You're not, you're really coherent. We can't figure it out. Anyway, I was in hospital for nine days going in and out and uh, I figured it out myself, but without being told. Uh, so I think I had my colonoscopy on like the 15th of Jan um, and one of the surgeons just before they released me after the nine days, he said, do you actually know what's happened to you? I'm like, oh, I am like, "I've figured it out, but I'm not, you know, no one's told me because everyone said, oh, it just happens with Crohn's. It doesn't. Things can happen, but I I was, got. my intuition told me that it wasn't my lifestyle that caused it um and he said if you weren't so fit and healthy you'd be dead which still kind of for years I just ignored that and carried on but now it makes me a bit like my eyes are stinging a little bit now but it's quite emotional and I was defiant and luckily my brother lived with me at that point so he really took care of me my best friends looked after me and um and I struggled for the rest of that year because my immune system was completely shot uh I had like 16 viral infections even now if I overtrain, if I do too much, if I I get like a warning sign, I get my um, glands flare and it's my body's sign of saying, we're exhausted, you've got to stop. And then I have to have like rest days for a few days. My Crohn's is actually really well. So that kind of changed my life. Eating, I have green smoothies most days. And um, from there, it's just been a bit of a journey to figure out, right, what is it that makes me well and not well? and um, And I think... It might have been in October, September, October, my friend who she has been a consultant for years, and you were from the pub. She she saw something in me that I didn't see and she did a really good job saying, Oh, if you want kids, but you want time off and you know, kind of pitching the idea, I was like, Oh no, I'm I'm a permanent employee. I've got a good need to stay here. I need to know when I'm getting paid. And um anyway, she did a really good job on me. I said, Oh, when's the interview? She's like, Brilliant, you've just had it. Well done. You start next week. I thought, Oh so then I got sabbatical from work because I was still quite poorly at this point and um, like I was in floods of tears for days and I was like, mum, how can I live my life like this? My work coming come home for a long period of time. And um, yeah, it was, we went on holiday, but I then caught cold on holiday from the fly as you do and it was just, I was so ill the whole time and I was like, how can I go off and work up north because the contract was in Liverpool? Hello. How can I go and do that when I'm not well? And at some point, like I don't remember having the thought, but I just went, I'm doing it. This is where the whole blinker thing came in. And I've used that ever since actually to sort of stop myself thinking and just doing. And um I worked from home a lot anyway, so it was fine. So you only have to be in the office one, two days a week. But it was the getting out I needed and yeah, it literally changed my life. And then five years, four or five four years went past in a bit of a blink. I was exhausted. I was fine though, because I was eating well. I stayed in like apart hotels. I was then going to the gym, and um I think it was like step by step recovery. So I kind of know now when I am not well and I need to. Yeah, and you listen to yourself more. Yeah, well, I've had like food intolerance. The amount of like health stuff I've done for myself—none of this has been done by the hospital. I've had to figure it all out on my own. They just keep wanting to put you on meds. I was on an anti-cancer drug at one point. Couldn't get life insurance, so I had to fight with them to come off it. And they they attitude was oh if it's not broke don't fix it but I'm intolerant to milk and it had milk on the coating I'm like it doesn't work so I'd be in like board meetings and your tummy would start making and it was I just had to fight with them and um, luckily when I said to I spoke to the nurses they actually sorted it out and so they put me on a really low med which I'm still on my goal is to come off I don't want to be on anything Um so now I take like lots of herbal things and it's kind of trial and error but I'm really open to trying yeah stuff to to get me well cbd has literally changed my life um for the anti-inflammatory element of it okay. um so yeah it's oh god when was that so that was 2015 and uh it's been a bit of a long long time to get there but i like i feel really well i have days where i'm knackered yeah. um but that's why i run my own business because i can then if i need a day off or i don't Do want to terms, it, yeah. yeah exactly so i kind of uh it just I don't know, things just sort of fall into your lap at the right time, I guess. I mean, that,
0: that sounds like such a life-changing mm. experience. And you talk in there a bit about, um, you know, the, the difference between being on a permanent salary and not knowing when you're going to get paid. How do you deal with that as a business owner? Is that something that still scares you? Is that something that you get over and just get used to? For people who are thinking about whether it's because of their health or just because they want to work for themselves, yeah. what advice could you give them about that and how it feels?
1: Yeah, it's a hard. It is a hard transition. So when I went contracting, that's it's it's not a salary, but you you earn a phenomenal amount of money because of the pressure you're under to do it and deliver and the hours you work. So I kind of went earn. Oh God, I don't even know how many more. It was a huge amount of money more to the point. I was like, Oh my God, I could just buy everything. I went on some amazing holidays. I always there had a know. horse. Uh, I did a hiking and camping tour around Canada. Oh my God, it was the most incredible trip of my life um, I'd love to go back and then did New York and my best so because my one of my best friends looked after me when I was poorly I took them on like trips so one was the <laughs> V-Fest because that was like the kind of thing we like the other one I took to New York um and Sri Lanka and Maldives I've then been to Bali um obviously Cyprus a lot See my mum and dad but um yeah, so I kind of, I went wild because I had a horse and a dog for years and I just then all of a sudden had this freedom and I had a mortgage at 22, so I'd never had that go off and do something. I didn't go to uni or college or anything, so that was my, wow, I'm going to live life and see um, like what's going on. But uh, So I kind of earned really well for years and it was the pandemic, uh, the last project I did was Regulatory Breaches. Um not nice it was absolutely horrific i cried most days it was such an emotional um like it really broke me and i think at one point three of us on the team probably had like 30 breaches each and it just every day there was because we were the not the technical it's usually technical failures that happen uh we were the project managers that would then talk to the business and that to get each team to then fix it to to do the remediation and it just they kept coming and coming and coming and towards the end of the contract, I was like, I just can't do it. And then the pandemic happened, um, and I thought this is a really good time to just stop. I'm going to actually enjoy time off. You always say as a contractor, you're going to have three months off. You never do or when it's yeah. yeah, exactly. And you roll on from one to the other when it's forced time off because there's no project to go on to next. You're like, oh god, I didn't plan for this. But then you always plan to for the ones you're going to plan yourself, but you never do. Yeah. Um, so then I guess it was a good time to learn how to not spend so much money in the pandemic. Although Amazon did so well out of they? Um But uh, it kind of, then I just decided I didn't really want to go back. I just, my body was like, no, the anxiety I felt with it. Um, so I kind of knew it wasn't my path, but then the money's always great to have. Um, someone asked me if I wanted to do a contract this week. And I thought, Probably could for a quick, a quick three months, Um but it's harder. So with Airbnbs, I launched my, so I had them the year before, but they were managed. So I had then consistent income, but it was smaller. They were already small apartments. I just walked them onto a bigger one. So this summer I've then had a massive amount. I thought, oh, this is, this is what it's about. This is great. Come winter, because mine are slightly more seasonal areas, it's then dropped off and I'm like, oh, okay, let's ride the wave. But I be contractors that approach me saying I want to do what you're doing so then I'm coaching on the side Amazing. and for me it's about multiple income streams um I guess from a risk perspective, I can do lots of, and I enjoy doing lots of different things I get really bored just doing one thing I get really um probably a bit narky if I'm just doing a like moody so I've learned for me I have to do lots of things so I'm doing some digital marketing stuff like creating yeah. my own products for Airbnb. Uh, I've got the coaching. I then do the old contract every now and again. Um, And I'm about to create a new course on um, like how I've gone from being so poorly to being well with Crohn's. I'm just about to start writing that. So because that's a fulfillment thing. Um, And I hadn't even realized. Someone said to me uh, in summer, why aren't you helping people? I thought, oh, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But what a story to be able to share that. Because I've actually been through it. And um, I mean, to be honest, it's pretty simple. Just you've got to sort your diet out. That is the biggest thing. There's still there's people actually in this space that I want to work with because they're off medication. Yeah. And I've only just come across them. So I'm still open to learning all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even if you just help a couple of people, but for me that'll give me the passive income. You build the course. Um, so I'm kind of going in that direction. I'd rather just have oh, an easy life. I want to, you know, post stuff on social media and promote whatever it is, or like just build the brand and Absolutely. so my brand will then be Health has always been the thing, but I didn't know what it was until this year. And um like Airbnb and property and for me it's all the same badge. I'll still buy my let's and yeah. do do whatever I fancy, to be honest. I've got no rigid plan for I have to do X, Y, and Z. And
0: that I mean, that's quite brave in itself. And and not everybody, I guess, could be that um I guess flexible in their lives like do you have any advice that you would give to people who were thinking I know I want to go and do something I know I don't want to be stuck in the corporate nine to five which is something that you you escaped partly through health and partly through being brave uh, what advice would you give somebody who's thinking about doing that regardless of whether it's going into property or something else do you think just go for it do you think
1: plan um you can get to a point where you just plan and plan and plan but if you don't take action and I guess being a bit of project manager you implement and that's I think I found it easier to just go right. I know what I'm doing. This is the bit that I actually coach my um, clients on because you can learn all the Airbnb stuff online. You can pitch, piece the puzzle together, but most people learn it but don't do anything about it. So for me, it's like we've got a plan. I will kick your butt. I'm just I go into project manager mode. So for me, it's just another project, and um, but it's actually getting them to do the doing. So you have to be, uh, I guess you probably have to accept that at some point you've got to push the button but do it on the side of what you're doing is probably the best bit mine was obviously a very it was just an opportunity and I took it but I still did property on the side of contracting so my job in theory
0: with your success from uh property and Airbnb you've gone into the coaching space let's mm-hmm. uh, so just talk a little bit about
1: what you do and and how you help other people move into that mm-hmm. space so for me um uh, I really enjoy the coaching I Didn't want to do it for a long time because I thought, oh, you have to be this multi-millionaire. You have to do this. But I think it's more working with the people that you resonate with. So I'm quite select. I am selective on clients. I don't have a big number. Four to five is probably all I coach because I want to, um, the bit that people miss out on is implementation, which is what then my background is do it like getting shit done basically. And I was thinking, I swear then, (laughs) (laughs) Um, like actually just doing it. And um, so a lot of the coaching you get or mentoring, whichever term you want to use, it's a theory, but you have to then go figure out how to do it. I guess because I could just go and do it knowing, right, what's the plan? Off you go. Whereas a lot of people then waste a lot of money just spend uh, doing the training and don't do anything with it. So for me... Um, I, I particularly work with consultants, project managers, because that's my background. Business owners who have then got a pot of cash that they want to invest. So it's about um, uh, making your money multiply and making your own like generational wealth, whatever it is. Do they want time freedom? Have they got an exit plan from contracting? Um, because you earn phenomenal money, but at some point it's going to stop and then yeah. your money completely stops. Perfect. Yeah. So actually set it up on the side of what you're doing now and have... And for me, have one or two at a time and then build it. I'm not into helping people launch 10 properties. It's not what I want to do. I don't want any more than seven Airbnbs. That's more than enough. Um, I've just given one back. So I've got three now. I'm looking at a couple of projects for next year. I'd quite like to do a big experience Airbnb. So South Wales is one of my areas. Um, I'd want to do it near the Brecon Beacons, but have like the copper bath, the hot tub, the lights, the outside. It'll be a really big project because also that's, diversifying your income within the same model um, which is really important and you have less occupancy but you charge much higher rates so it it works out really well than having your you know um, standard like turnovers at two three nights so it's for me it's about having the mix and just leveling where the income comes from and not being so reliant Um so for me the the people that I coach are like I said, people that have been in my position that actually want to get on and get stuff done. um So it's a nice day program, and you can learn it all. You can implement it all by that point. um it, The hardest bit is finding the right project. So I've had some clients that only want to have in, a property in one certain area. Well, that means there's deals going on everywhere else, but not that area. So um so yeah, I just I enjoy it. But I have to gel with the person as well. So I. Won't, take on everybody um and they get all of my tools basically everything that i still use the interior design is really bloody hard in uh airbnb because you can look at what's in the market and think oh god how do i make it different for me it's about but like this kind of color would be this source of set would be perfect what i would want, <laughs> and uh like throwing in zebra i like to be bold yeah. so but my own home isn't necessarily bold but it's about creating an experience that they people don't get at home. That's what the people then tend to buy. And I've I've gone, I've seen some wild Airbnbs and they do phenomenally. So I'm gonna work with an interior designer as well. So everything I learn, I then help my clients implement as well. Um, And are you self-taught
0: generally? So this toolkit that you've got that you share with other people, where does that come from? Is that
1: self-taught? My friend actually, I always wanted to do Airbnb And I was going to do it in 2020, but obviously what happened and I went, it's not the right time. So I'll I'll keep doing it. I did my Vitalek project, which was in Wales. I've just converted that this year into an Airbnb. And I understand that they didn't pay me for six months. And I kind of, Airbnb is what I always wanted to do. But then I was trying to do the traditional route and be sensible. So at least I bought houses, but I kind of went, oh, I didn't want to do that model anyway. And I've done more in the space of six months without having property mentoring. Because I've kind of, Done it. It's all about setting up the business side of it. Um, my friend who's in Airbnb, he just said this is what you need to do. I did that, and I'm like, right, what's next? So I kind of guided, but on my own. And so I, th- I do feel like you learn more by doing it the hard way. And I have to do things by by learning, even when I'm doing websites and stuff. And I'm like, I need to do it first before I outsource, so I can then um tell like know what I've done and I can understand it. So. Uh, yeah I teach my clients that so it's very hands-on which is why I don't coach a lot of people because it's my time essentially and I've only got a certain amount of time and brain power to help get their problems so um but I then pay for a consultant at the moment that we're optimizing my Airbnbs and to attract over winter longer term bookings because then it's consistent cash flow and um so that's a whole new model that I'm doing but then I'll implement that that's like a phase two thing on the Airbnb um coaching but So, yeah, in three months, the idea is you get your first one set up and um, it might take three months to get one, but we can do all of the um, learning beforehand. And then it's right, because when you get the project, you've got to be quick. It's got to be live within two weeks. You don't renovate, you just, um, you'll uh, stage something instead. So it's just like, I mean, I do renovations because I've got the experience of doing it, but... yeah it's about speed to market as well because then you start getting the revenue coming in as well so yeah i help them with that i quite enjoy it do you think that anybody could
0: go down the airbnb route or do you think you need some certain character traits skills etc or could you take anybody who's currently in a role who wants to move into that space and help them
1: set something up um they have to have molly is the criteria people you can do it and you know do loans off other people and that kind of thing which sell you know I work I work with investors so they fund the projects so I then pay them yeah. uh interest but that's not the model I'm teaching specifically um some people can it's not what I want to do because it's more about getting it done because yeah. uh, the finding investment it's a whole mindset thing to to change is really it's not difficult but it's it's difficult to change your mindset that takes a long time whereas I think the kind of entry-level coaching or um you know group trainings are good for that to understand it um so yes I guess anybody could do it but you have to really want to do it because it's it's a challenging business It's hospitality it's not actually property it's just inner property yeah. and You've got multiple guests all the time. Everybody wants something different. There's always criticism. There's always something that's not good for one guest, but it is for another. And the reviews, God, they could be so different in the same week. It's ridiculous. But um, you have to be able to, I guess, like have a bit of thick skin. But I outsource my guest communications now because – because I like doing other things, so I've got an amazing team who deal with it, and they let me know when something's not right, I'll, I still manage my own, but I've got an amazing team around me that do it, so, I mean, yes, in theory, anybody could, um, not people that I work with, though, because I think it's a, I probably resonate with them better, because I've been in the position where they are, when they say the project's really tough, I'm like, you have to make time, so, um, yes anyone could do it not everyone can do it well so is everything I guess if you if you do one that's not great it's going to put you off so that it's a waste of money so you'd have to really want to do it for me um because I'm an agile project manager is it's I like the flexibility of it and I like creating different designs and that kind of thing so that's where it suits me but, you know, people can be just more traditional. Yeah. Just want to buy to let and then happy with that. So it depends on their personality, I think, too. Yeah. And I trust my gut. I have to like ask my intuition if they're the right fit. Because um, twice I've not particularly listened and I thought. Mm. And how? I mean, that, that's
0: such an interesting concept to me in terms of trusting your gut and, you know, yeah. listening to your intuition. How do you tap into that? What, what are those signs that show you whether somebody is the right fit or or they're not? Um, Do
1: you know what? I've taken a lot of time to learn so I had energy healing over the last um when does start last May so I'd had therapy before there's just stuff that happens to all of us and um I was very aware of what happened but it didn't fix any internal dialogue I can not I kind of say get rid of the sludge that was inside so it's still really affecting me um I guess because I got handed in I say handed the contracting role I didn't feel like I earned it so then I kind of had that imposter syndrome for years and it's taken, God, it's probably only this year that I went, no, 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 actually, I wouldn't have been given it if I wasn't capable. Um, so I, I kind of went through, it's, I hate the word journey because I hear it so much, but it is it, a bit of a journey. I had, um, I did energy healing more for relationships, actually, first than anything And what is energy healing, just so? So it's completely woo-woo. People, you either listen to it or not but we're all made of energy and it's about changing like your whole vibration because everything vibrates so scientifically it's like it's fact um which I really like so I'm logically minded so initially I was like "Mm." well try therapy I know what's wrong but I still had it so I did I was doing coaching with um a different mentor at that point and she said you know doing the whole affirmations thing I was kind of doing them but there's still the internal dialogue wasn't changing or i was holding on to it and she recommended me to my energy healer Mina. if anyone wants her number she is in a little plug there yeah (laughs) yeah honestly like the amount of people i send to that and they're like this is so good um so i'm actually doing another stint with her in january because there's some things like i'm in a really good place in my life most things i just want to get quicker results on some certain um things so uh yeah we kind of did work and it's bizarre that She'll kind of just see something in someone and be like, take that out. Wow. She can see things. Like people are gifted. Actually, I've learned that one of my gifts is my intuition. And I've heard it for years. I just didn't know. Um, One thing I learned this year, my ego comes from up here. But what is my intuition? It's like I get a word or just a yes or a no that comes up from my tummy. And it's like I've just then learned to start listening to that and honing it. It took me six to eight months of doing the work with her to then go, Obviously, it's that and it's just a bit of practice but I couldn't even explain the differences between the two dialogues that are internal now I know it I just feel it and when I try to explain to other people I'm like oh it's just it's like it's a feeling yeah because if someone says something to me and your tummy goes "Mm," that's your intuition (laughs) it's just the slightest even though you kind of get your mind might go yeah yeah that sounds really good internally is it like maybe a bit of anxiety it feels something like that. But also, you know, you can then get excitement, anxiety and excitement are exactly the same emotion. Um, so, yeah, it's taken me a long time. And now I ask my intuition most days, and I do daily because I'm not that much of a good t- student. But um, sometimes I just ask my intuition what I need to do today because it's having the plan of, right, there's so much I need to do. Which hat do I want to wear? And I'll just sit with myself for a minute, be quiet. And then, like, I kind of do meditations. I'm not really into like, meditating a lot. I listen to audio ones because it guides me through. But then they say you, when you switch off from work, it's probably more likely when you're going to get an answer to something. So I'll then go for a walk. I'll go to the gym and all of a sudden, you know, you get the, ah, yeah. that's what I need to do. Oh, that's the person I need to speak to. That's your intuition coming out. But when you're trying to force it, you won't get like your answer. So I've then learned to like step back. And it's, I mean, it's taken me a long time to get here. But yeah, so my... I used to have a lot of negative thoughts and um, I kind of know how to clean them up for myself now when I do. And I don't really have them much anymore. But uh, I, even two, three weeks ago, I had a period and I had to text me and I was like, I can't figure this out because I'm getting yes and no's exactly the same time. They feel like they're both coming from my intuition because actually I was quite, my head and my heart wanted two different things. And um, so it's, you know, it's still a learning curve. But yeah, so I now use it. Uh, I was talking to a potential client yesterday, and he said, "So are we a good fit?" And I was like, "And quickly, I just had to go. Did I feel any? I oh, know I was quite thrilling. Awesome. Were they a good fit? <laughs> yeah, actually, because I didn't feel any like um, uh, there was no. I don't know how you even say it. Like movement, or you know, like sparkling water, you get a bubble that pops up. You can imagine this is just a sensation what you get." So it's, um, yeah, I, I utilize that most days, like, uh, you know, dating, for example, was one I wish I used it on a lot uh, sooner, because you always know, you always know. But then actually, then you, when you do meet a good one, you're like, oh, everything's really calm. And I used to think that was boring, but I'm like, no, this is, it's, yeah, so I guess, the more you try it, the more you experience it, the more you then let, you're not just going to wake up one day and go, oh my God, I get it. I know how it works. It, tuning in and listening. and yeah. uh, For me, I think the anxiety feeling is the biggest thing. If you've got anxiety, that's your sign. Um, well, you know, uh, what's the other scenario where you go, oh, I need to think about a certain person and then you walk away from it and you're like, oh, da-da. Yeah. It's kind of like you have to give yourself that time to do things and... Um, but, yeah, I love it. Never used to be woo-woo, but I'm like, totally. But I'm not the most woo-woo I person. I think
0: it's woo-woo. I think it's... From a scientific...
1: Yeah, from a scientific perspective, like the whole quantum physics and stuff. I mean, I used to love science anyway. So uh, it was fascinating. And I do, like, other things. Like, I do... If I, got, if I get anxious about stuff, I do tapping. So it's like... Um, oh, God, I'm going to do it now, aren't I? You <laughs> do, like, a different pressure. I follow someone on YouTube and do it. And then... Because it I think they're acupuncture points and it just right. moves the energy around your body. so if you've got your anxieties at ten, even if you get to a nine, that's progress. But most people are like, "Oh my God, it's only a nine. no, 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 it's reframing your mind to say that's it sounds like you're in such a positive place, that's yeah, what... yeah and so I mean I it, you know it everything I'm kind of in the place I am now because I've done everything yeah. for myself because i I kind of felt like I had nowhere to go if I don't try this and it doesn't work, it was like, and I actually said this to someone recently, um, it felt like my last resort. That's why I did it. But I don't think it was, in the moment, it was a last resort moment. But when I reflect back, um, I just thought, I just can't keep living like this. This is ridiculous. Because I'd always attract the same like type of relationships that were pretty toxic. And But then I'm everything has to change in you. Yeah. Which is what it's all about. And you do the work on yourself. And kind of walk around now and I think, oh, I'm all right. I'm... <laughs> you know, I'm Oh, yeah, we're fine. I mean, I've mostly got it. There's some things, actually, one of my friends said to me last night, she said, why are you doing more work? And I was like, because I want the results quicker. I can do it all on my own. I know I can. But um, for me, I want the certain income level from all of the different things that I'm going to be trying. And I need to not be overwhelmed. That's the thing that I need. Um, I think when we caught up the other week, I was like, oh God, the overwhelm just sometimes comes out and, it's just, do you know, it's maintenance. I maintain, like you go to the gym to maintain most of the time or it's, um, sometimes you just need it. I could probably be fine without it. But I'm like, no, no, there's just a few things that I want to. Just just your personality. It's just yeah. how you work. Yeah. And um,
0: we know from inviting you on this podcast that you don't like to get up early in the mornings and that's one of the benefits of... Just to clarify, I wake up early just like my bed. You just like an ease to ease into your day. Um <laughs> Which is one of the benefits of working for yourself, right? You can do that. You don't have to be up and ready when somebody else tells you to. So what are some of the best things about working for yourself and and owning a business?
1: Um, So I got a Simba mattress. Oh, my God. It has changed my life. I have so many eight hours sleep. It's ridiculous. And I wake up now, I get my cup of tea, I go back to bed. But then I do my meditation. I do my alignment. I then will do my social media stuff in the morning. And so I sort of work. But my dog's getting old and we just like a little snuggle, you know, he's in his own bed, he's not on my bed, but he gets back into bed after his breakfast and it's just, it's actually peaceful. It's relaxing. I'll listen to something on YouTube and it's, I can't even explain the, how nice it is to not have to rush and be in a meeting at night. I, I tend to start work at 11. Um, some days I'll do earlier. If When I get back from holiday, I'm like, Whoa, all, all firing on all cylinders. I sometimes get up and work at half seven, but... I haven't washed my face. I haven't had a shower. Just chuck clothes on. Because when I'm in flow and in the moment, I'll get up yeah, and do it. Yeah. Yeah. But on a daily basis, I my brain works better in the afternoon. Um, I think, I don't know when it started, but probably a Tom's cook, actually. Uh, I used to go in, you know, you used to have a cup of teas and chit-chats in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I'd be like, oh, I haven't done How distant? <sighs> You're a administer- yeah, no, I can admit I've been away for a long time. But actually, I'd all, always get it done. But I was in a rush in the afternoon. But I work really well under pressure. So I deliver better then. And um, I think I've still got the same thing that if I haven't got a deadline or okay. really in the flow in the moment. So I think for me that got hiccup. excuse me, um, that's the best thing is I can work in my own flow. Yeah, And it took me a long time to uh, even get to that. There's a book. That kind of helps you pinpoint hours of the day like don't do anything that work for you yes. yeah. yeah yeah so it's um, so true though isn't it yeah. that concept and it's it game changer between two and five I get my best work done some days I work till eight nine o'clock at night but I do it when I'm really feeling it and then it's better work and quicker and I do timer work and stuff as well um but yeah for me I think to be honest that's the biggest thing I could I play tennis loads in the summer are you good? Um, um, I mean, I'm all right. I am all right. I used to play tennis with my brother as a kid, right. and then I kind of got back into it uh, maybe two years ago. So I just needed to get out of the house from being at home in the pandemic all the time. And um, I I hit a little bit too hard. My coach would always tell me, "It's like okay," and they'd always go over the fence in the net the other side. <laughs> like the yeah. aggression coming out. The uh... yeah, I think because I spent years in the gym like weight training. You just kind of it's usually full pelt with something, but. Yeah, I mean, I am, I can play, uh, but it's more, it's fun. I don't compete. I'm not into, um, I don't need to do competition. Like I don't have to, a lot of people thrive on that. But but. you don't need that. No, I don't. I'm just like, I'm cool doing my own thing really. But um, yeah, I haven't played tennis for months. Just been so busy at work, but. it's good. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what are the worst things about working for yourself? What are the hardest things about working Mm. for yourself? (laughs) <laughs> well um sometimes the inconsistent income and if it drops in you had like Airbnb had a really great summer and there's september we just went really the whole market went quiet so it's not just me um i now know i need to plan better for that for the next time whereas if you got to buy to let it's more consistent coming in um sometimes actually trying to go right what am i doing today i know i've got it in my phone to do my weekly diary thing on a sunday it just gets ignored um because then on a Monday I'll ask my intuition and some days like I get a lot of migraines I think it's the stress of sometimes doing business but I've had migraines since I was a kid so then it railroads my whole week my yeah. whole day and um so I just don't be too flexible with myself uh sorry too strict with myself yeah. but then maybe that could be a difficult thing the transition for people going from one to the other so at the minute um coaching I'm doing like a mindset session on that what you need to work for yourself yeah. um I I would say, yeah, probably the income until you get to a point, and this is where the multiple streams of income come in, some are digital marketing, you know, ebooks and things like that. Even if you sell them for seven quid, that's still yeah, that yeah, consistently coming in every week. You're like, oh, actually. And you create it once. So um it's and probably trying to set all these things up, you have to wear every single hat, overwhelm occasionally. It doesn't happen very often, but because I was doing all the tech, I said on the website and learning funnels and marketing and emails. Um, I know I can do it because of the background I've had but yeah actually implementing I know enough to implement but not to do it well but I'm also good at knowing just pay people to do stuff I'm when you concede can't do it anymore (laughs) yeah Yeah, I've done I've done the first bit um so I think overwhelm for some people can be quite challenging because you then have to be like finance yeah you have to be oh god marketing which hang on which one am I doing today And if you know you need to do content, I'm like, I'm really not feeling very good today. It's hard to then write content because you've got to be in the right vibe. How do
0: you keep your motivation? Because I think that's one of the biggest things as a business owner. There's nobody telling you what to do. You have to get up, get out and do it. Like, What what gives you that motivation?
1: Um, I actually don't think motivation is the thing people need. It's discipline. Okay. Yeah, I think discipline is the biggest thing because you're not going to want to do it. And I've spent a lot of time resisting doing stuff because... This is where the energy healing came in because I didn't feel like I was worthy of, um, you know, earning that kind of income, even though I used to in contracting. Um, and I would, it's like, I don't know if everyone's ever felt it, but like you have a hand stopping you from doing and achieving. Because you're, it's fight or flight mode, you're, your body's keeping you, um, it's protecting you and keeping you safe, s- stuck, but safe. And I'm like, enough is enough. So yeah that's quite that'll be a challenge for most people but um I think just because of the work I've done I'm now mentally in such a good place that uh I don't know I don't think I I think I've naturally got the motivation now because I've had to be more disciplined although summer I spend far too much time in summer enjoying summer which is not a bad thing that's the beauty of it right but now I've gone oh now I want to deliver but I probably wasn't the right person at that point in summer to deliver. Then I went on holiday to my mum's and had a proper break because I went away to see them in April. And because i just launched an Airbnb, it was mental, which is why I've outsourced. So I couldn't switch off and I was so drained. But then having a proper bit of time off, I'm such an advocate for, I don't wear weekends. I Saturdays, do not contact me because you'll get nothing. Um, I think you have to be disciplined in your own structure. and Actually, you don't have to work all the hours under the sun to do it. The, there's people on you know i see it on facebook and if you don't you don't want it if you don't work, you know hustle don't know. Yeah. yeah yeah hustle culture is so toxic yeah. because also if you make yourself so poorly because you've been hustling you've got no business you're you can't just hand that business when you do it on your own i have got no one to hand it over to you. i mean i've got you know in it sounds a bit morbid but in my will i've got one of my friends who's gonna she's in business she'll she knows stuff yeah but then she's my only person if i'm ill it kind of all falls on me so actually why build a business and you I think you see it a lot more now but um you have to enjoy life at the same time otherwise it's yeah. what's what is the point life is someone said to me the other day I said life is short they corrected me which I laughed at because it's always the other way around They said no no life is precious that's how you need to say because it, it's a better way of and I thought yeah actually so enjoying it not trying to work too hard um but it's still hard to spin all those plates and have fun and eat well and no, I smashed three packets of chocolate biscuits this week just because I could, but then I felt rubbish for it. But uh, so, um, yeah, sometimes like discipline, but you have to allow yourself to. I think the time off. Yeah, it's freedom and flexibility, isn't it? Yes. And but a lot of people coming from being employed, you're so structured; it's a really hard transition to yes. go from that to that. Which is also that's kind of what I then coach as well. Like I said, I do it in the mindset stuff because bloody hard work yeah um and yeah it's i don't know so disciplined i'd say but i'm not disciplined every day No. because i'm human but disciplined I'm enough to i'm gonna fall off the wagon but also i know my goals are big enough i want a family so i want to have time off uh and i create all this income to then do that so i am working hard and- yeah i say hard it's not hard as in hours per day and that kind of thing but i'm moving my business along I think it's about the language people talk and use. Like, you don't have to work hard. You just have to enjoy. Because actually I'm enjoying what I'm doing, so it's not hard yeah. as well. But yeah, discipline is, um, you know, say we're trying to get the bikini body and all that stuff. It's discipline. It's not motivation comes when you see results. Yeah. No, but then I, the, I saw something on um, Instagram the other day, like disciplines like this. But motivation well, does yeah. that. The... And you can't sustain motivation. No, you can sustain. Because how can you sustain the motivation? Because you've got the big goals in the beginning. You think yeah, you're gonna, the, it's going to be easy to achieve. Then when it's not, you go, oh. So then your motivation drops. That's where your discipline kicks in. So I think it's the fundamental one. Yeah. Mm. I
0: think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you it anyway. So would you ever go back into a permanent job um, or do you think you will be a entrepreneur, solopreneur for, for the rest of your life?
1: Uh, oh, I think I'm unemployable.
0: <laughs> Why do you think you're unemployable? Oh,
1: I just don't tolerate rubbish. Going to say it, <laughs> much stronger word. Then I'm. I have got to the point. My boundaries are quite firm now. Um. I mean, I'd never say never because what if something happens like the Airbnb market is coming under legislation? What if it wipes everybody out? You've got to make money and you have to um, you have to live like so you kind of do what you need to survive, I so to speak. I'd be quite specific in the job I would do. Um, I mean, I'm still going back to probably do a contract next year, so it's not I'm not, and I like to keep my foot in the door, so to speak. Um, so I don't know about permanent job because mm, I kind of like to get to this point when I get to somewhere it's nine months I'm like oh I'm so bored but that's just now I need newness it's yeah. there's um like different personality types I'm one of those that needs the I think that kind of lights me up more so I don't know about a permanent job but I'd probably do it because I'd probably still leave the permanent job like every year uh, Yeah, I'd still treat it like I was moving around Um, but I'd never say it's never because I think that's silly um but uh yeah, I just think I'm quite unemployable. Because if I went to a permanent job, I just want to do admin. I don't want to do anything difficult. Um, because it's more uh I think it's almost like not my livelihood. Whereas I get fulfillment in other things that I do. So it would be a hard transition. Um and a lot of people, and this is no um oh, how do I say it? Like, I'm in a really good place in my life, and a lot, I understand a lot of people aren't there, but I've kind of done this for myself. Most people aren't. So, your energies then don't match. And I'm quite precious. I don't like, even with what I watch on the news, and uh, sorry, I don't particularly watch the news, uh, but what I watch on the TV, I'm careful with what I put on my mind. So, I don't always think most businesses are probably the right place for me now. And it's not, um, not meaning to sound arrogant or anything but I'm just I just want to stay on the level that I'm at so I'd figure something else out I would think. I definitely get that from
0: your story your personality that even if the legislation came in and Airbnb wasn't the right thing I think you'd probably pivot and
1: yeah I mean I I want to build houses eventually or I want to build maybe like an apart hotel or uh, like build service apartments so um, I'd also like to do like cabin in the woods build those that kind of Airbnb on a a plot because when i go to airbnbs that's the sort of thing like real hideaway yeah so i want to build that and um that's why i badger everything under property because i will do something but there's so many different business models people say strategy it's not it's a business model um the only one i don't want to do is hmos or flat conversions There's just there's just too many rules and regulations that i don't want to get my head around there, there is obviously in other things um but i don't know they just don't light me up for i don't know what reason um so I still always buy buy to lets. I'd have them because then it's your consistency and building something for my future family. And so I think there's always other things I could do if I I could go get a part time job or something. I wouldn't class it as permanent, but um yeah, I'm not unopen. You know what I should do? I went to Winter Wonderland at the weekend. <laughs> my best friend's daughter. I had to sort. Of, we were teaching her how to skate. I'd probably go and work in Winter Wonderland ice skating rink for a while, and just just <laughs> for winter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was trying she was terrified she's only seven God, shouldn't she won't hear this anyway it's fine um, I think she's eight um she was sort of at the front of the queue when we all went on and holding everyone up so I was the person do you want to go around do you want me to hold your hand and I was like that I quite liked if I could do something fun yeah um
0: I'd probably do that behind her when we spoke you were talking about if you did go into something you'd want to do something that just felt easy so you're even talking yeah. about going and working maybe in a local supermarket you'd rather do that rather yeah. than go into a permanent kind of corporate yeah. role.
1: Yeah, and um, I just, it's not, I mean, there's nothing against it. Maybe it's just because of the places that I've worked. Because when you then go into contracting, it's pretty much the same as it was at Thomas Cook's. And um, some were much worse, some were better. But yeah, I just don't, I don't physically like the environment anymore. It's the buildings I don't like, the light, the, you know, all those stuck to your desk for eight hours a day that's the stuff I don't like. It's not that I miss the relationships you build in offices. That's massive. Yeah. Uh, which is why I said about, you know, God, are you even going to get a part-time job to get you out of the house. Yeah. So I work in my friend's pub every now and again. I did it in my twenties and I kind of help out every now and again, but that gets me out of the house. So I guess in a way I've got a permanent part-time job. I do like shifts every now and again. Um, I think I did like four or five last month and I loved it. So for me, that's yeah. like, <laughs> there, there's no commitment to doing it apart from they're like can you work this night yeah wicked I'll do one a month or I did three in a week at one point that was quite exhausting um but there's no commitment to it which I quite like and I
0: I guess um being a solopreneur an entrepreneur like it is lonely so having that outlet to you know be around people and still socialize is probably quite important so you don't become too insular in what you're doing
1: yeah and I've just joined a business network so it's on zoom so I'm expanding my network Mm -hmm. as well um we're doing like a challenge at the minute um my friend who's doing it I met her through property actually we did training at the same time she's just phenomenal at coaching and mentoring so I'm kind of learning her model but actually the network she's introduced me to we're all in the same place the vibe's good um and I think meeting people that way is really great so that I used to go to the gym I've cancelled it now because I've just got so much on but Going out to the gym used to be my getting out of the house. Actually, even the environment of the gym, I hated. I didn't, I started to not like it. I just didn't. My intuition was like, mm, I need to go to a different gym. I have got half an hour to drive each way for a better environment. So um, it's, it, it is hard, but then I've just got to make more of an effort because I'm such a social person until I'm like, need a break, <laughs> um, that I then have to make sure I see my friends more. And uh, if I'm in the house too long, I get in a real moody rut. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I get in like a bit of a, I say dark place. It's not, but you know, you need to go out and socialize, but you don't want to see anyone and you get in a weird mood. So I have to, before I get to that point. So I just started doing Pilates actually. My friend only like twice a month. So hard. But then we do it. So then I get to see her doing that. I had my friend out for dinner last night. I'll work in the pub. So for me, it's more, um, and I I don't think I'd do that if I was in an office again. I need, it just goes back to the variety I need in my life that entirely I I, I feel exactly
0: the same about variety Um. okay so finally just want to ask and anybody that's looking to make the leap take the jump what's the one bit of advice you would want to leave
1: them with Oh. oh that's a really good question um having faith in yourself doesn't come easy to a lot of people it didn't for me uh but knowing you want something different is your driver. So you, no one will ever be ready to do anything because if we say, oh, the time's not right, the time is never right. But if you know you want something enough and I wish I could have started all of this a lot earlier so I'd sort of change my life at 30. Um, I wish I kind of went, oh, maybe 28, 29 would have been good. And you know, obviously the pandemic slowed it all down, but uh, don't keep, like putting things off if you want to do something because your intuition will be telling you there's something more there's something better just do it people could do podcasts people could do writing books or anything who cares what anybody else thinks um i think i've got a good to to a good point where i don't really care what someone may or may not think of me or anything yeah and um you know most of the time your family won't probably support you and i hear this from other people my parents are really supportive (laughs) no They now say to me, now we understand why you were as you were as a child. My brother's so academic. Um, he's two years older than me, so he had did all the flashcards. He read on encyclopedias. I was like, can I go make a mud pie? <laughs> I wanted to play Barbies. I used to horse ride. Like I was outside. I didn't want to learn when I was a kid. I didn't want to do my times tables. I didn't want to do flashcards or anything. They were like, we've not got <laughs> nothing as my parents, but they, they might have called me thick once or twice or thought I was. Um, that's their upbringing. That's their story I've now learned. But that's that stopped me for years. So you have to build a bit of a thick skin, I think, and um, realize most people are just projecting. So blocking other people off and just doing what you want to do. I guess do what makes you happy. Don't worry about anyone else um, is probably where that comes from, I guess. Um, and then, you know, you'll meet the right people along the way. I think everything's about timing if your family don't support you, don't worry about it because you'll meet... Uh, the amazing thing about online is you meet so many people that you never would have met before. And um, most of my friends live nowhere near me. Now, but I'm on the phone to them like a couple of times a week and we all help each other through stuff. So you'll meet the right people when you need it. And, uh, but it is it is really scary. Um, I mean, you can plan to a certain degree, but at some point you just have to go, I'm doing it and try it. What's the worst that could happen? Your Instagram account might get taken down or something. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, um, it's not the end of the world. And actually most people fail more times than uh, they succeed. I've walked away from three Airbnbs because they didn't work. So even in this model, I've now found a couple that, uh, so my three nails, I just gave another one back, um, they work really well. So it's trial and error. You, If you look at the history of like entrepreneurs and people working themselves, they failed so many times. Uh, what was it the light bulb wasn't it his thousand and first attempt the light bulb actually worked so you know it's um, it's not easy but just keep going I guess
0: that, thank you you've been amazing and I could talk to you all day so thank
1: you so much for coming on and,
0: and sharing your story about, <laughs> not a bad thing not a bad thing at all no, honestly thank you because you've, you've really been amazing I think lots of useful insights for um people who watch and listen so thank you